What's up guys, Mitch from Respect My Region, back with another North American Weed Tour podcast episode. Today, I am joined by founder and CEO of Flower Girl Cannabis, MJ Martin. How are you doing today, MJ? Hi, I'm doing really well. How are you? I am hanging in there, man. Life is, is tossing me some cor- some curveballs in this COVID world, but uh, you know, rolling with the punches. I understand that. <laughs> Yeah. So, um, yeah. So today we're going to talk a little bit about your brand, uh, Flower Grow Cannabis, which has obviously been launched up here in Washington State, which I also currently reside in. Um, But if you could give me a little bit of an introduction to yourself and kind of your history around the plant. We'll get into the brand on the next question, but I'm more curious about you individually right now. So about five years ago, I got really, really sick. Um, I was having issues with swallowing and vomiting and an array of different symptoms to the point where I was kind of stuck in bed. I was going and seeing hundreds of doctors and specialists and nobody could figure out what was wrong with me. It was extremely frustrating. They kept throwing medications at me, trying different procedures. Um, I had several surgeries even because of it and uh, nothing was really giving me any relief from this constant spads. I mean, it was almost like, um, it's almost like seizuring on the inside of your body is the only way I can kind of explain it. Uh, everything inside kind of tightens up, including your esophagus, and it just puts your whole body in this kind of spasm fit. And so it's really, um, kind of puts you in your bed, so to speak, uh, when you're having these consistently throughout the day. Uh, so I was starting to use cannabis just occasionally, just smoking it occasionally. Um, but wasn't getting like full relief from just using cannabis. Sorry, there's a truck going by. It's all good. Um, yeah, so I was going into the shop and actually one of the bud tenders, she actually slipped me her phone number and she was like, I have a suggestion for you. I'm not allowed to talk about it here, but give me a call. I would love to talk with you about it. And um, she could tell that I was sick coming in there. So I called her and we talked about it and she mentioned RSO and I didn't know much about that at the time because all I knew about was like, you know, flower. Um, so I started do, doing some research on that and I read about Rick Simpson and about his story and everything. So I decided to do a six week course and try it out for myself because at this point I was extremely desperate. Um, I couldn't even walk to the mailbox without chest pain. Uh, so it was really challenging. So I started the treatment of the six week RSO and slowly kind of working that up and building in my system. And by the end of that six weeks, I was just astound on like how much pain was gone. My spasms weren't completely gone, but they had reduced quite a bit. And uh, so that was like a big window uh, for me to kind of dive into and really figure out what my medicine was and what I needed and kind of learn about it a little bit more. Um, So that's kind of where I started from. And so I got really passionate about cannabis at that point. And then at that point, how much, how much like traditional medicine have you, had you kind of tried until you found cannabis? Hundreds. I literally, at the time when I started to use RSO, I had a tray Mm. this full and it was full of medications. My entire day revolved around taking medications when I could eat and when I couldn't eat. And I couldn't even eat solid foods at that time. So it was all liquid stuff. And God, it was just like my whole day revolved around taking a medicine to cover up another medicine's side effects. It was just a, it didn't, it wasn't getting me anywhere. It was just making things worse and worse and worse. 
um, by getting on the cannabis and the RSO and taking that instead, I slowly got off all of those medications. I'm down to only a couple of them that I use now that are kind of necessary, but. That's, in, that's incredible. And that's something, you know, in doing this podcast and being in this industry is a, a story that's not, you know, everyone's story is very unique, but it's not a, a rare story, right? For people finding their way no. into the space through seeking, just seeking relief from chronic illness, chronic pain. Um, and I think that's the real power that can be found behind this industry. So at what point did you decide to start Flower Girl Cannabis and start creating your own brand? Well, once I found that it was really helping me, I wanted to like tell everybody about it, of course, at that point, because I was like, if it's helping me, this could help other people that might be struggling with similar things like I am. And so I kind of got on the internet and started searching for it. But I wasn't, I wasn't finding much on like educating about cannabis or anything. It was just more people just smoking weed and getting high and, you know, having fun or whatever, but I wasn't finding what I was looking for. And so I decided why I wanted to create it. And I started to, I started Flower Girl Queens. Originally it was called Flower Girl Queens. And I started sharing women on my page and their stories about cannabis and how it helped them. Um, it was really hard to find those girls. And so it didn't last very long with me trying to do that. But I started to, in the beginning, I was trying to reach out to those women. Uh, it slowly grew into this eventually, um, but it didn't happen overnight, that's for sure. <laughs> And that's, and you know, that's a unique thing, right? Of you going to, you know, cannabis is, has a taboo, right? And so historically it's been very difficult to find information and education. Obviously legalization has helped that immensely, but even to how far we've gone for you of seeking community, like like-minded people who are like me, who I could, you know, potentially help or potentially help myself was still something difficult for you. So what, what was kind of the, the, the ethos of, you know, really wanting to start something rooted in a community? I think what I found was that women were struggling to speak out about cannabis and be open about their cannabis use because of the stigma placed on us as women. Um, so I think the reason I wasn't finding those women and opening up is because they were scared to. There's still so many laws against women and we have children and, and partners that can use it against you and such. So um, it, it caused a lot of hardship for women to just openly come out and talk about it. So I wanted to create a community that was kind of a safe space where they could come and ask questions um, and learn about cannabis and um, talk openly about it without any of that stigma attached, without anybody coming after them that they could be comfortable doing that. I, we found our space on Instagram. Instagram seems to be a safer space for us to talk about cannabis right now, uh, but it's definitely challenging. <laughs> yeah. Instagram has its whole whole list of challenges. In exactly. Cannabis exactly. So, um, but you know, that's unique. Like obviously like reading, you know, cause we've covered your guys' story and I, you know, I'm aware of like reading your about section on the website and, you know, very much rooted in the stigma, right? Breaking the stigma. Absolutely. And just hearing you say it there, I, I, connected the dots of, you know, I'm traditionally thinking breaking the stigma of cannabis, but you're obviously taking it a couple layers de deeper and talking about Absolutely. fighting other stigmas, not only being a woman, but also being a woman within this industry. Granted, you know, the privilege of being a male, I didn't even have the ability to comprehend that until you just spit that game to me. Um, 
but that is that is powerful, man. And I think that's having being rooted in a purpose like that is is where something really important can come from. And so what what are some of the things that you've noticed? Obviously, in the cannabis industry, I think like I can't remember in, in the high 80s, I believe percent of ownership are males. I can tell you from just going to MJ BizCon, it's very much male <laughs> yeah. dominated. Like what what is, what are some of these stigmas and you feel like, you know, what are the feelings around just being a woman in this space? It's very challenging. I'm not going to lie. It's definitely challenging. It is definitely a male industry. Um, a lot of times, I don't know about every woman, but a lot of women are looked at as we're not as intelligent or we don't know what we're talking about. And so I have experienced quite a bit of that. And they're lacking the fact that I'm actually really smart and I'm really intelligent. I research the shit out of things and <laughs> I, I know what I'm talking about. So um, it's just learning like... <sighs> There's just a, a learning of respect for both of us, you know? It's, it's being a feminist is not necessarily just for women rights, but it's for equal rights. And that's mm. more of what it comes down to it. And just giving women more of an opportunity. We actually have a lot of great ideas and we are really smart. We might think outside the box a little bit, but sometimes that's okay. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And that's, you know, I work with a lot of women, you know, and I'll say a lot of strong women, um, both on my team and, and honestly clients, uh, seems to be a lot of the leadership of my, of the clients I work with, you know, women hold those positions. Um, and I don't necessarily put too much stock into like male versus women or working, but I do know that it's important. And I know, you know, the representation in this industry is very important because that helps break those stigmas. And so what do you, what is your, what is your feeling? Like what's the temperature you feel like is the importance on representation for women in this space? A lot of us women are using cannabis for medical uses. So, we're looking at it for medical, not for just getting high or going out to have a party with friends. Um, so for looking at the, the, and the majority of the uh, consumers are, are going to be women. We are the fastest growing demographic right now in the cannabis industry, and especially women between 25 and, and like 65. It's, it's pretty vast age group there. So I think catering to us women is a really positive thing women create positivity and then we spread that positivity around us so let's cater to our women let's build them up so that we can spread that out there to everybody else absolutely i, I love that man that's poetry um to take it a step back um a little bit away from the purpose and more to the brand what are some of the products that you guys offer at, at flower girl well right now we have uh, eight different strains of regular joints that are really, really good, high quality um, cannabis. And then we are in the process of working on a couple more infused joints coming out soon. We will have flour eventually, and we will be working on edibles. Uh, but those are things that we're building towards. Uh, we're starting on my, I kind of started Flower Girl Cannabis on my own. So we're starting out small and growing from here. Um, so I have a lot of big plans, but we, we aren't quite there yet. <laughs> Man, I, lo I love that. And that's, I mean, that's very much, you know, the, the root of business in general, small business that come up story, starting small and, and, and building big. Um, I do know, you know, that you have uh, obviously vast knowledge of this industry outside of Was just simply Washington State, but are involved right. in Washington State. Is the end goal to kind of expand 
outside of this region and, and take Absolutely. this thing nationally? I would love to take this nationally. I think this would be an amazing thing for women all over. I mean, to come together, I, we'll get into what I do to create these um, support groups, but I think this is really important. And if I could spread that around the nation, that'd be amazing. I would love, love to do that so much. <laughs> Yeah, that's awesome. Well, I mean, let's dive into that because obviously, you know, something we we're speaking right before we started this and, you know, I touched on it a little bit at the start of this, but community is a big aspect of how, honestly, you know, it seems to be your story of how you found your way to where you are was, again, seeking that community. And then once you've kind of found the ed education is how do I pass this along? So what are some of those things that you have done to help cultivate community and just passing of this knowledge beyond just, I know you mentioned Instagram, but beyond just building a community on Instagram, what are some of the things you do. Yeah, so I actually like I, I actually counsel a lot of women just kind of privately in messages and such that have questions about cannabis, but they're too scared to openly talk about it. So I do a lot of communication on that and private communications. I love reaching out to women. I love helping in any way I possibly can. Um, but on top of that, I have created these uh, photo shoot events where people can um, apply with their stories of how cannabis helps them and their illness or, or whatever, however they use it for. Um, and if their story is inspiring enough, I will invite them to my photo shoot. And our photo shoot is kind of a big deal, but I, I try and make it all about the women. So it's all about catering to them and making them feel beautiful and making them feel good. We have a makeup station. We have, you know, getting ready time. They all kind of collab together. So they get to talk to each other and get to know each other because everybody's getting ready together. Um, and then we do like a fun photo shoot for the brand Flower Girl, which they really love. And it's a lot of fun for them, uh, makes them feel really good and special. And they see they get to be seen and heard. Uh, as well as they get to feel like they're a part of the brand as well, which I think is really awesome. And so they kind of feel, uh, I don't know, just, just really like the community. They just feel like it's their own community. And then they share their cannabis confessionals and each of them share their, their story. And we kind of keep it really short, um, but they share what they use cannabis for, how it helps them and kind of any inspirational things they'd like to share. And then we put that all together into a cannabis confessional video, which I have on YouTube. And we have a couple of them now that are out and they're really inspiring to hear these women and how brave they are um, with the things and the hardships that they've gone through. It's just, it's an incredible thing to experience. Yeah. And I, I've caught a couple of those and I like how you start it with, you know, people submit their story, right? It's not necessarily, let me submit headshots of myself. It's, yeah. This. It's, it's like, really not about what you look like. It's really about your story. I want to hear your story and, and I, I want to hear your heart, <laughs> you know? So that's what I'm looking for. That's impactful because again, you know, it relates back to what seems to be your underlying mission is you're able to give someone a platform for their own story, but the end goal for you, I'm sure is, for that to reach other people to have them exactly. feel whether they want to reach back out and share their story but just feel hurt like you said seen heard seen okay seen and heard when when we go through traumas and hardships the one thing we need is to be seen and heard so i wanted to give that opportunity to these women because a lot of times they don't get to be seen and heard and i think it's really important and a lot of times it's really healing a lot of our, our chronic illnesses and issues that we have are unfortunately from traumas and injuries and things that we've experienced and we hold on to those negative energies and they can actually make us really sick. So it's really important for me to nourish the soul as well as the body. <laughs> mm. 
That's impactful. But I mean, at the end of the day, you know, for me personally, and I know a lot of people that, you know, I've used cannabis, I mean, I've used it medically, but, and, you know, the recreational aspect of it really draw, drew me to it was that aspect of community, of sharing something with someone that, you know, the thoughts with it, right? As you're sharing a joint, you share your thoughts, you share your opinions, mm-hmm. you have these like conversations and there's this like, you know, mystic, you know, I don't know, whatever you want to call it, you know, in touch with God, if you're religious, like there's something about that experience. Cannabis enlightens the mind. That's really what it is. It enlightens the mind. And that's what helps to kind of bond and to communicate like that, because it's enlightening you of all those issues that you keep in your head. And then that lets go. And then you can actually just communicate and be you. I feel like cannabis helped me find myself. And I know a lot of other women feel the exact same way because it calms the mind. Absolutely. And, you know, for me, when I when I was really using it heavily for, for medical purposes, that was my it it slowly helped. You know, I, I suffered from chronic pain for many years and it helped the pain. But more so having chronic pain is like this thing that you cannot turn, you know, and I know, you know, I'm preaching the choir. It you just can't turn it off. You know? Yeah, it's really hard. It messes with you bad. It, it, does. it wears on your head. And that's where for me, the relief, the mental relief was mm-hmm. like, oh, I don't even care. Like the fact that I'm feeling pain is okay. But like my mind is getting. Exactly. Break, you know? <laughs> I feel that. Yes, exactly. It's, it's an escape from that, that, that constant pain. And it just lets you kind of have a little bit of a break, I guess, in a way. Um, yeah. So. Absolutely. And so what are, you know, in, in interviewing and in talking to so many of these women, what are some of the common themes? I know you said, medic, you know, the use around medical reason, reasoning is uh, a common theme, but what are some of the common themes and common topics that come up and, in, in you know, that seem to show up in these conversations? Um, anxiety and depression, PTSD. Those are the three top things that the majority of women have, at least one of those issues, um, who use cannabis. So that's definitely something I see. Um, But there's a lot of, there's such an array of different women and different reasons of why they use it, which is why I'm doing these videos and they're so inspirational to hear and to find like, wow, she, you know, she, one woman, she was in a domestic violence relationship and she, the cannabis helped her to get out of that. So, I mean, like that's huge. Uh, So there's a lot of different things that can be beneficial, I think, from the plant itself. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. And those are, you know, I think those are in alignment with a lot of the main reasons people have turned to it or they say, you know, cannabis consumption's up since COVID because of, uh, well, not necessarily PTSD because of that, but anxiety and depression, you know, and it, it is very, like we were just saying, it's it's this break, you know, how you described it is very much how I describe it. It's like this reset, refresh, this yeah. mental break, you know, and I think yeah. that that's so important. And then what do you feel like is you know, another common thing that comes through these, have you found people, like, have you found a common story of people finding their way to cannabis, like maybe trying it and having a bad experience, but then it took them a matter of being educated or, or kind of guided along that path to find what was work for them? I, I mean, the majority of people that have found cannabis found it because they were sick and they were looking for something to resolve that. Um, so our healthcare, unfortunately, doesn't always take very good care of us. And so we're kind of left or, or they partially do. And then they're like, okay, but you have to figure out how to deal with that later, like on your own. Um, so a lot of people are left like, I don't know how to do that. Uh, so I think they look towards 
you know, the internet and things like that, and they, they come across cannabis or somebody else, they hear using it, so they try it. Um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> no, ab absolutely. And, and that sounds, I mean, what you're harvest, like what you're building is definitely that shaman, that guide, that, that standpoint of, of helping people along that journey. Cause it's something that, you know, we've rec recognized of moving from legacy black market, whatever you call it, a recreation is people didn't have education. People didn't have communication and had an experience or propaganda or whatever they heard, you know, and now it's like, we're able to converse about this. We're able to educate and, and learn and pass this information from person to person. And I think that helps people not only be able to experience it, but to be able to learn like, oh, maybe I should try edibles or RSO, you know, what's what's the power of right. that? Right. And I think getting the when the women all come together, we all share different ways of how we consume it and what we use. And so that's also another avenue of opening up them to have other options and ideas to try for something that they may not have tried before. Um, so, yeah, a lot of that comes out in our in our group combos. <laughs> Yeah, and that's, um, and I think that's, I don't know, just putting into my personal life, you know, like my wife has a girls night and they're all over and, you know, whether it's recipes or even, you know, cannabis, I remember cannabis mints got passed around one time and people were, oh, you could do it in a mint and like everybody was so excited yeah. and like, you know, that doesn't happen with those, you know, with those guys. You guys don't do that. <laughs> You know, we're not as active on Pinterest of learning new things and, you know, we're kind of stick to the same old, same old. So I think that's that's great. And I can just see that through my personal experience of the power of when women congregate, like, you know, mountains yeah. can be moved from those 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 meetings. Man. They're wonderful. And the women, when they walk away, when we have these photo shoots, they're really, really great. They're really empowering. They're really inspiring. They they're uplifting. The women leave like feeling like a queen. <laughs> And they carry that through in, in, in through the next couple of weeks afterwards. And I love to watch that. That's probably my favorite part is to see them afterwards and how it, how they respond from it. It's really cool. Man, that, yeah, that is, that is awesome. What are, what are some of your like big vision ideas centered around this community and putting women together? Like what are some things that you really hope to aspire in, in as this grows and scales? Well, I really want to do um, women retreats. I think that would be really fun and something like super helpful. So I'd love to do some women retreats where I can like kind of sit down and kind of personally talk to, to, to certain women that want to have a little extra time and we can have specialists come in and talk about different things. Um, so women retreats is something I'd really like to do. I'd love to do uh, inspirational speaking, but I'm not so good in front of the camera and stuff. So we're working on that. <laughs> But those are definitely some things that I'd like to see in the future for sure. Awesome. Well, you know, you're doing great today. And obviously your story is rooted in a passion and purpose. And so I think that's ultimately like a natural fit, right? For having a platform and speaking. Yep. You have to get used to it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You definitely got to get out there and do it a little bit more. I'm not, I'm the same thing. I don't, I don't like, uh, you know, I'm historically, I don't like being on video like this. I don't like speaking, but I don't know. After a while, you're like, whatever. It's just, it's I, I, I am a cancer Leo. So I'm like, I want to save the world, but don't watch me do it. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody look at my face. Um, that's a man. That is, that is funny. What are, you know, so you, you, you have these pre-roll joints right now. You're getting infused joints going down the, the, the line. 
um, of adding different product SKUs. What are some of those products that you're personally like most excited to get to create? I really want to get to the edibles, honestly. <laughs> I'm really excited about um, coming up with, with a really fun edible for women to kind of have. Uh, I want to have some options to send people to the store when they're needing some extra medical stuff or whatever, you know. So if I have some extra products out there that I can, which I do actually send them for other brands. I have a lot of other brands that I love to send the women to to go buy. So there's some great other products, but I'd like to have some of my own as well. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, we'll have to talk offline with you about maybe putting together like a women's like buying guide for the Washington market. Well, yeah. I, don't to, I don't want to plague this interview with us having a content <laughs> discussion, but that was just an idea that I think would be good um, to pay homage to those other brands and products. Cause I'm, I'm the same way, you know, we have, I have yeah. clients and brands that I work with, but I also find, and we even, you know, we have our own CBD line, but I have some other products from other companies that I just like, I love, yeah. you know what I mean? That I'm yep. like, I refer, I don't get paid for this. You know, yep. I don't even know this company. <laughs> I just know this product and it works, right? Yep, I have, I definitely have those, definitely. <laughs> yeah, and so, I mean, I don't want to plug too many of them, but what are a couple of those products that you feel like are are kind of your go-tos that you're like, this is something I really love? Um, what is the, is everyday CBD company, what is the... <laughs> I can't think of the name of the one I'm thinking of right now, but uh, RSO Organics, uh, Skagit Organics okay. is one that... Yeah, the Swell Candies are the ones you love. Swell Candies? Yeah, they used to be called C4, but now they're called Swell. Oh, Swell Candies, I guess, are another one that I really like, Scott says over here. <laughs> <laughs> Um, there, I, I don't have the names on the top of my head. Yeah. So I, I didn't mean to put you on the spot. That was, that's not the focus of what we're talking about. <laughs> you know, my, my, my bad. And I feel you, it's like those things you just reckon that you go to the store and you just, you know, you know, what yeah. they look like. so yeah. that that's awesome. But Skagit, Skagit Organics RSO, that's, that's a great one. I've, I mean, I've heard. yeah, yeah. They're, they're good for the RSO, but there's, there's a couple different brands out there. You just got to try what works for you too. You know, everybody's a little different and yeah so absolutely and that's you know and i think that's something that's very important again to kind of talk you know to back to that conversation and moving from what this industry used to be to now this this legal industry where you can get actual guides and bud tenders you know the very important thing about everyone's individual journey and not just with cannabis with anything whether it's traditional pharmaceutical methods or holistic methods you have to try to see what works with you and and when it works for you right some products are great right. for night and terrible during the day or vice versa you know um, well everybody has a different cannabinoid system and it's kind of like your own little fingerprint so if you think of it that way everybody's is a little bit different some have more some have less so you really kind of have to figure out what yours is um, some people have to take a lot of cannabis to get the the reactions from it where others don't need to take very much at all so that's kind of a learning thing i'm kind of one of those in the middle people i can't do too much but uh too little is not going to work either so you have to kind of find what your balance is absolutely absolutely and that's important for like the what you're talking about putting together this community of this learning and knowledge is for people to a understand that but b get that guide along that where someone tries something and it doesn't work. Oh, a bud tender said this was great for, I don't know, whatever generic condition, you know, and it didn't work. And then they're just like discouraged or turned off and they don't realize like. Right. Or they don't try it again because of that. Yeah. 
there's more to this. Let me try a different product. Okay, now I tried these multiple products. This one kind of worked. This one didn't. You know, okay, now we find we we find the next one. Um, and then kind of in 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 this future of of community that you're that you're harvesting, how important is that to what again, whether it's your products or other products, how important is that is helping people guide people on that journey? Really, really important. There are certain, you know, um, there's certain brands and things that that may not be the safest brand for somebody who has an autoimmune disease. Um, so that's important to learn uh, what you should look for and what you sh should not look for and to just to be safe when you're consuming. And so education is really important with that. We we don't give enough of education on that, unfortunately. And, and some things kind of slip through the cracks. And so we do need to be careful on what we are consuming because that can hurt you if it doesn't have, if it's not clean. Absolutely. No, absolutely. And that and that's became an increasing conversation, you know, for good reason over the last year or two in the Washington market. Some of these other markets, you know, God be with them for the next couple of years. Um, but it's a great, you know, the, the clean what's in what you're smoking is is a very, very important conversation. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and it's the, the focus of just understanding what works and what's safe. Um how do you go about sourcing products? Like what goes into understanding like who you're going to work with and what you're going to source? Like, what do you look for in that when it, in regards to being clean and strain right. choices and well, all of that? I usually research the, the brand, you know, the companies ahead of time, kind of see what, what they're using, what kind of pesticides they use. That stuff's always really important to, you know, a lot of them not, not using pesticides, of course, but you know, what they're doing and how they're growing their plants. I do a lot of farm tours as well. So I go and look at the plants personally. Um, and then I always try the week before I put it in any of our packaging or joints or anything. So I make sure it's quality before we put it out. That's really, really important to me. So we, we have several steps that we go through to make sure it's good before we put it out. And then how important is like genetics and strains? Are you looking for flavor profiles? Is it more kind of following the trends of what consumers are going or what kind of goes into that? Um, I mean, it, it kind of goes both ways. Obviously, the trends are we're going to kind of stick with some of that as well, because there's certain strains that people just are go to's for. Um, but I am looking for certain strains that are going to help in different areas, whether it's pain or, um, you know, uh, nausea or some of those other symptoms that women might have. If you want more of a heavy a high because you need to, you know, go to sleep, then we're going to I'm going to try and find a, a cannabis weed that's going to do that for you. So it just depends on what I'm looking for. I like to base my weed on how it makes you feel, <laughs> because I feel like when you have a joint of mine, it's more about the experience uh, than just the weed. <laughs> I want you to have the experience. So we have uh, fun different names on, on our joints. This one right here, it says it's cookiegasm. Mm -hmm. um, cookies and cream is the weed inside of it. But the cookiegasm, it's more of just, it's about the experience and how it's going to make you feel. Cookiegasm makes you giggle, right? So cookie and creams kind of makes you that happy high. So that's kind of something fun that we like to do. I have another one that's called Alter Ego, and that kind of like makes you feel kind of a little bit more free. And, you know, you want to go out and dance or whatever. So um, I kind of go off of like how it makes you feel. And we also have the, the strains on the joints as well. But I like to have fun with it and have people have an experience than, more than just smoking the, the joint. Yeah, and I, I've noticed that from seeing your guys' product at retail that you take um, – 
you know, you, you're doing that, right? You're providing, you're describing an experience with a name, what's mm -hmm. also true to the strain. And then you show the strain name where I think some people that go that route of, you know, taking a strain name and adding something that's personality to it, but then you don't get the genetics, right? And I think it's important right. for right. understanding both components. I have, I have sick people. They need to know exactly what's in it, what's all the terpenes and all of that good stuff. So that's, that's something I make sure that's on there for sure. And even, you know, even like, hey, I'm in Washington, I'm not from here, I try your product, I really liked it, and then I go back to wherever I'm at, right. you know, whatever <laughs> name you named it, they might not have that exactly. in their state, but then they understand, you know, that your brand helped them discover something, right? And then they're able to take that information to where wherever they go next. Right. <laughs> that, that, man, that's awesome. So what, did you initially come out with that? Was that something that when you started yeah. the first line of products that was already embedded something you had in your mind yeah i um i've been working on this brand for a few years now uh, we we've done some other things like cbd and, and t-shirts and stuff like that but uh i had put a lot i put a lot of time and energy into into this brand and then the creation of it um and every little detail has a meaning behind it everything <laughs> mm -hmm. Again, back back to purpose and passion, man. The yeah. two P's that are shining through in, in every aspect. So, from the standpoint of, of a of a female in the Washington industry, when you walk into a traditional dispensary, what do you feel like is missing, or what do you feel like is is speaking to you or not speaking to you? Oh, it's definitely a lot of the products are aimed towards men. A lot of them are like. You look on the shelf, the majority of the packaging is aimed toward males. Um, so it would be really great to see some more feminized products, not just because like women like it, but some men like more feminized products mm -hmm. as well. So it would be really cool just to see some different stuff out there. I don't know. <laughs> I love the creativity and I'm starting to see a lot of new brands coming out. Um, for sure. There's one dare that I saw recently. They were using the dare um, slogan and I really liked what they had going with that. So, so there's definitely some fun ones coming out there and I, I love it, but I definitely would love to see some more girly stuff out there. Kind of draw us in. You know? Yeah. And I think, you know, historically the more feminine products have been synonymous with like health and wellness and like super yoga and like granola. -y. Right. And there's not that crossover of just like, cannabis as it is but catered towards women right you would you feel yeah. the same yeah definitely like it's usually like more spa looking i guess um and it would be fun to see more more fun feminized product packaging and things like that it would definitely yeah i don't know <laughs> well i you know i know you said you were excited to get into the edibles i definitely think that's a market that is huge the potential for that in the in the female category consumer category is Absolutely. massive and I don't think anybody is spending very much time, intentional time catering to women in that market. Not yet. <laughs> Not yet. She's like, I'm working on it, man. Don't go. Don't right. give. Don't give the competitors too much inspiration. <laughs> um, man. So, what? What if you feel like is the platform too? I, I, I meant to ask this actually earlier when we we're on the topic of just sharing stories of women. You know, so many people, less in Washington, but are focused on the celebrity aspect, which is great because they have platforms and can amplify voices. Um, California market, like everything is celebrity, 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 celebrity. Right. But you seem to be more focused on just women in general and giving a platform to 
anyone regardless of their status. And so what is also kind of the ethos and, and the thought process that goes into that? I wanted, I want my consumers to see themselves in my brand. And by including them into my brand like I am, they see it as their own brand. They, um, they feel like it's theirs and they feel the comforting and, and, and they want to, they want to promote that and they want to support that. So yeah, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, that's, that's excellent. Cause I think it is, I, I, I mean that again, it goes back to that purpose and you know, the purpose behind it. And I think that's in alignment with what, what you're setting yeah, out to do. I mean, I think, I mean, you can market in a lot of different ways, but when you market, when people start seeing themselves in your brand, you've done something way more than marketing, way more than marketing. Absolutely. Because yeah. now they're feeling it. They have feelings towards it. And that's a bigger thing than anything you can do. And that's, you know, the vibe I get from you. And then again, even, you know, again, the packaging, the website, what you guys have put out there, it's very much, this is every woman's not you as a, yes. you know, putting yourself out there. It's, no, uh, it's not, it's not about me. It's about all women. And, and that's our philosophy. It's all women. We believe all women are beautiful and all women are important. And, and this is your brand. <laughs> yeah. And man, that's, that's excellent. So how, how do you feel like the market has been responding to you, to these products thus far? Um, I think it's been responding really well. It's a little bit harder, I think, to get into the stores because I'm doing something that's definitely um, different. Mm -hmm. And so I think that some of the stores might feel like it's a risk take taker. Um, and it might be, I don't know, but we're, we're pushing through it. And I think we're doing really, really well for this short amount of time that we've been on the market. We've been on the market for about four months or so, and we're in about 30 stores. So I think we're doing well. <laughs> wow. That, no, that's crazy because I'm even thinking like only four months, but I forgot you said you had, you'd been doing the clothing, you know, you kind of been cultivating this platform and this brand and this idea for a little bit longer than four Correct. months. I kind of created the brand before I put it out. And I think that's been the most beneficial thing I've ever done is is creating the community and, and the, the support before I launched it. Hmm. Um, and now I have this wonderful community backing me the whole way. And it's really been a lot of fun. And that is, you know, to turn away from you to just uh, inspiration for other people out there or other people that want to start brands. You can very much harvest community and build a brand without, you know, getting a license or having these products. Right. And really test out what's really? working, you know, because like you, you said, you, I think you even changed the name up a little bit from what you first I did. Started, I right? did. Yeah, I changed it was Flower Girl Queens originally. And I just changed it to Flower Girl or Flower Girl Cannabis, you know, to shorten it down a little bit. Um, but yeah, I mean, you, you change as you, as you progress and you grow. <laughs> and for you, right, from a business perspective, it was much cheaper to change that before you had a bunch of that invested exactly. in thousands. Exactly. Yeah. I think, I think it gave me an opportunity to kind of, kind of weed things out, so to speak in the beginning. So I kind of knew what I was doing by this point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We, we, you know, we had another, we had a comment on here that someone had mentioned some other Washington farms that were women owned brands. Um, and you know, they, they mentioned RM farms and constellation. I think I've worked with one of those. Those are great brands. Um, but you know, from my, just my standpoint, I don't, you know, they haven't done much in terms of telling that story on a, on a bigger level or catering to women. And I don't think like RM farms is, uh, their goal is to be a brand for women. I think they just happen to be a women owned cannabis brand. Um, 
So there definitely is women-owned brands. I was just addressing this comment. There definitely is yeah, women-owned brands out there. Absolutely, um, there is. Um, I'm just doing something a little bit differently, and I'm kind of aiming towards just the female audience. I'm wanting to grow this community, and uh, it's it's not in, in any thing against any female farms out there and not doing it this way. Like that that's not it. I just wanted to try something a little bit different. And as a, I'm a, I'm a marketing nerd, as much as I'm a cannabis nerd, I'm a marketing nerd. So even just, you know, away from the purpose and passion and strictly just moving units of marketing and in conjunction with sales, having a position in the marketplace or a focal point of an audience, um, there's a huge benefit in that. Too many people in cannabis try to be everything for everyone, which A, is the most expensive thing you will ever try to do in your life, and B, is impossible to do. It is absolutely impossible. And I have gotten some backlash a little bit of like, but you're cutting yourself short by only aiming towards women. And I'm like, oh, but women are the highest growing consumers in cannabis right now. The majority of women who are smoking and consuming cannabis are women and the men are bringing it home to them. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, and five years down the line, naturally, the inevitable consolidation of this industry, you know, at some point there's not going to be a hundred craft cannabis brands in Washington. You know, there's going to be your Bud Light, your Coors Light, your Paps, and then a smaller list of craft brands. And the only way that you're going to be able to stand out at that point is being focused on a specific consumer segment where you can dial in packaging, messaging, everything, you know, yeah. but again, you're tied. I'm talking strictly from a marketing business standpoint. I know you're more rooted in the purpose and the passion of it. I mean, I'm definitely rooted in the passion of it and it's definitely a risk taker. I'm not going to lie. It's definitely taking a huge risk and, and I'm definitely doing that right now, but I'm going to push through anyways. <laughs> if it doesn't work, it doesn't work, but we're going to try. <laughs> Well, I mean, I love it. And honestly, more power to you, again, from the standpoint of just being a marketing nerd, I think the industry needs more of that. Whether, again, from just the marketing standpoint, whether it's women, men, whatever, people just need to build a brand and own what that brand is and have a message and communicate yeah. that message. Yeah, absolutely. I love when a brand has an actual message that it just, I love that part. Just have a purpose. We all need a purpose. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. So, I mean, I know we have a little bit of what's next. I know you're working on some new product SKUs. You have a big vision, want to harvest this community to more events, uh, more just heighten that community. But what's kind of next? What are the next steps over this next? You've only been around four months. So like the, the rest of the eight months to get your full year on the market, what are some of your the, the checkpoints that you feel like are on the radar coming up? Well, we have another big event that we're going to have in January for our next photo shoot. So we'll be doing that again and having girls come to do that photo shoot with us. Um, we'll be doing an event uh, as well connected with that for the women to come and do a smoke sesh with us after we're done with our photo shoot uh, to kind of bring the community together. So I'm really looking forward to that and hoping that we can get a lot more of the women out this next time um for that event so yeah <laughs> that's one of the big things we're looking forward to we're excited about launching our infused joints which are coming out soon too so that'll be another big push for us um and you know it's just making new products going down the road is what we're going to be focusing on uh, our facility has a lab being put in right now so that will bring a lot of other opportunities to us awesome man yeah the the infused joints that's uh that'll be fun that'll give you a whole new uh playground to play with of yeah. mixing flavor profiles exactly and that's the fun part as i get to like 
decide what oil to go with what weed and yeah <laughs> so it'll be fun to make those up that's definitely the fun stuff and so what what are some of the the current products you have out what are some of your favorite ones i mean all of them is a respectable answer but what are some <laughs> of your personal favorites um well the cookie gasm is one of my favorites because i'm a big cookies fan i love cookie we cookie strains uh we have what are the other ones i've got gold getter you like in the morning the gold getter is like a sativa it's like the one that kind of gets you going makes you want to get stuff done um we have sweet revenge which is another one of my favorites which is just it's kind of like a makes you feel really good and you don't care about anything you know mm -hmm. sweet revenge <laughs> um so yeah we have a lot of fun ones i don't know there's a lot of really good ones we have what what are some of you have eight flavors and then um, three infused coming out. We have three infused coming out is what we're Flower working on right bomb. now. Okay. And they're going to be called Flower Bomb. <laughs> Flower Bomb? Flower Bombs, yep. <laughs> That's nice. I, I like that. I like that. Um, when are those? I mean, you got, I mean, I know this, you got to go through the process. What are those coming out in the next couple months or what are you? Oh, they should be coming out in probably another month or so. We're actually in the process right now of like working on the recipes. So we're trying a few things and trying to decide what we want to do. Um, so they should be out really soon. That is awesome, man. That is awesome. What else do people need to know that we didn't talk about that they need to know about flower girl cannabis? Uh, I think we covered a lot of it. I mean, Flower Girl is about changing the way for women and who use cannabis. And that's what we're trying to do is change the way. It's all about the community. That's really my biggest focus is the community behind it and lifting up these women and giving the education we need so that we can be better for everybody else. Hell yeah, MJ. I really appreciate you hopping on here and chatting with us today. Um, and again, I'm just personally enthused for what you're doing the community aspect of it is is so dope and just rooted and i think what cannabis is really derived from and then again from the marketing side i think you're just working on a lot of stuff that's missing in this uh in this space so salute to you thank you i appreciate that awesome well Thank you to MJ Martin of Flower Girl Cannabis's Mitch from Respect My Region on another North American Weed Tour podcast. We will be catching up with you guys next week.